Hey guys, welcome back to Parent Q Live. I'm Kristen Ivey. I'm here with my friend and co-host, Carlos Enrique Whitaker Guzman Archibald Cabello. Oh my gosh, you did that so well. <laughs> and this is, uh, I'm taking over your role right now, Carlos. This that is was normally you. Job. It's yeah. normally my job to, uh, to say my name, Carlos Enrique Whitaker Guzman Archibald Cabello, which you did. No, no, no I'm showing off. Well, I'm, I want to I want to let the listeners know that. Let's see what was the time mark on the ten minutes for ten minutes and fifty seconds. You've been trying to perfect my name, and so what you guys have just heard is the last fifteen seconds of your attempt, which is I, I want to give you a round of applause. What I learned in that ten minutes is actually that your last last name yes. is Cowboy. Well, no, that would be Caballo. It's Cabello, which, you well, know... It's, it's kind of the same when I say it. Yeah, it is kind of the same. So it almost means cowboy. Okay. Um, it's cowboy. Yeah, to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Carlos Cowboy. Carlos yeah. the Cowboy. That's it. It cowboy works. Cowboy Carlos. Yes, Cowboy Carlos. So we are here today, and the reason I'm kind of taking over your role, you um, Carlos, as the host of this podcast, is something really exciting. And that is that instead of bringing in somebody to interview and be an expert that we get to talk to, you are the interview and you're the expert. I'm the expert today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is going to be so much fun because you've been working on something um, for the last year or more um, that is a discovery you've made in your life. And this one idea is incredibly powerful and revolutionary. And so something we love to talk about on this podcast is how we make it personal, right. or in other words, how we grow as parents and as adults to become better human beings. Period. Because yes. that will help us be better parents. Absolutely. And your idea is something that will help us do just that, to grow in our own lives. And then as we begin to practice this thing that you're about to talk about, this discovery that you've made, we will also learn how we can help our children put this into practice in their own lives. So I can't wait for our listeners uh, to hear your story as you unpack this journey and then um, get to the place where you turn it around and help us really practically apply this mm. as parents in our own home. So Carlos, Carlos, si. Whitaker, <laughs> help us walk through this journey with you. Tell us about the day that it all began for you. Gosh, I guess this would be 2013. I'm in a minivan. Every good story starts in a minivan with my wife and my three kids. And they're driving me about an hour outside of Nashville, Tennessee, um, to a place called Onsite. And uh, Onsite, just so you listeners know, is a, um, what they like to title it is an experiential therapy center. Um, experimental, not quite as much, but experiential, yes. And so basically my, my wife and my kids were dropping me off at therapy. Um, now it was seven days of therapy. I, onsite is a seven day program, the living centered program. Um, and so they're, they're taking me there and let me let you guys know why I was on my way there. I'd been in therapy. I, I believe in therapy. I'm a big believer in therapy. I think if you're listening to this podcast at some point, some way, shape or form, you should be in therapy. Um, I was with my therapist a few months prior and we were just kind of trying to get to the root of, as my therapist would say, and I'll, and I'll, um, say this in a way that we don't have to edit this out. He, my therapist would look at me and go, and he would go, Carlos, Carlos. Um, he wouldn't really say that, but Cabello. Say, Cabello, Cabello, oh, a cowboy. Um, I feel like you're 
always rubbing crap on your blessings. That's what he would say. Um, and I, I, I agree with him. Every, every time something great would happen in my life, I would find a way to rub crap on my blessings. And so we got to this place, and I was like, wow, that's a big breakthrough. Um, and so I'm thinking, well, we've kind of hit a pinnacle in, our, in therapy. Like, this makes sense. Wow, how can I stop doing this? He's like, I feel like you should go to, to seven days of therapy. And I was like, what? what? We've just been in therapy for three years, and now I need seven straight days of therapy? Well, a few months later, I find myself in the minivan on my way. And so I still don't know why, right? I, 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 don't, I haven't gotten to the why yet. Um, but I know my therapist thinks I need seven straight days of therapy. So I'm on my way. My wife and kids are um, going to drop me off. And I think, oh, I should call my dad and my parents so that they know. Because I call my parents pretty often that I'm not going to be able to talk to them for seven days. Because when you show up at this place, they take your cell phone. You have no lap. You have no access to the outside world. So I call my dad and I'm like, hey, dad, um, we're about 15 minutes away. I need to let you know I'm going to therapy uh, for seven. I'm going to this place. It's kind of like summer camp for adults. Try to lessen it a little bit so my dad doesn't think I'm going to like rehab. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. And my mom's like, Carlitos, did you do something wrong? And I was like, no, mom, it's not that. I just, and so I, I said, I kind of feel like I'm rubbing crap on my blessings all the time. And she's like, no, I don't feel like you do that, Carlos. And I was like, mom, I, I just do, trust me. And my dad goes, um, oh, you know, so I said, dad, but I don't know why. And then my dad goes into his storytelling mode. And I'm like, I've got 10 minutes, pops. Like, can you make this fast? And he goes, and then listen. This is why you're going. Many years ago in Panama, I was preaching my very first revival. I was like, Dad, this sounds like it's going to be a long story. Can you, <laughs> like, I've got to get, he's like, just listen. And I'll remove the accent now so that listeners, you don't have to hear me do that the entire time. I was, he was preaching his first sermon in Panama. And he said the first night, or his first revival, the first night, he, um, at the end, he gives an invitation. And he's like, nobody comes forward, and it's his first revival, so he's feeling a little bummed. And towards the back of the room, he sees Miss Ramirez. She stands up. And he's like, Miss Ramirez has been a part of the church for many years. And she stands up and starts walking forward during the invitation. And he's thinking, well, that's strange. Like, Miss Ramirez, I, I thought she's been a Christian her whole life. She's going to come down and give her life to Jesus. And it takes her a long time to get to the front. He, she gets there, and she looks at him. And she goes, Pastor Fidemi, can you please pray that the Lord cleans the cobwebs out of my life? And my dad said, oh, it's kind of interesting. I, I guess so. So he said he didn't really think twice about it. He prays, dear Lord, please clean the cobwebs out of Mr. Ramirez's life. So the next night of the revival, night two, Mr. Ramirez stands up again and comes forward and asks the same thing. Pastor, can you please pray a little bit harder tonight that the Lord cleans the cobwebs out of my life? And my dad was like, I prayed that last night. Um, no, can you just pray, pray again? So he prays again. And I'm like, dad, we're pulling to the parking lot now. Can you get to the, you know, he's like, listen, Carlos. The last night of the revival, Ms. Ramirez gets up again, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And she starts walking forward again, and she says, Pastor, can you just pray one more time tonight? And he goes, no, actually, Ms. Ramirez, we're not going to pray that. We're done praying that he cleans the cobwebs. Tonight we pray he kills the spider. And I'm telling you, Kristen, like a ton of bricks, it just hit me. And my dad goes, Carlos, you're going to this place to kill the spider. I've watched you your entire life. All of your ministry career, all when you were a teenager, you're, you're fantastic at cleaning cobwebs. Mm. You're fantastic at dealing with the symptoms of the deeper issue. You've got to get to the spider and you've got to kill the spider. So, Kristen, I, I, I get out of the car with my mouth hanging open because my dad just dropped this prophetic word on me. I'm like, that, that's it. I'm here to kill the spider. So I spent the next seven days at OnSite getting 
to this spider. Um, and so my book is called Kill the Spider. And hopefully what it's going to do is not, uh, hopefully people won't have to go to seven days of therapy. Hopefully I can help them get to their spiders a little bit faster. That's unbelievable. This story is just, I get chill bumps every time you tell it. I'm yeah. thinking um, it's so profound and yet so simple. So simple, right? But what do you really mean when you say the spider? Yeah, yeah. So, so my dad, uh, again, he's like, I've watched you clean the cobwebs. And he said, I've watched you deal with the symptoms mm. of the bigger problem. So it, here it is. In, in layman's terms, simple. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, what's my spider and what's my cobweb? A spider is a lie that you believe, an agreement to a lie that you believe, okay, that the enemy is, has placed in your life. So the spider's a big lie, okay? Mm -hmm. The cobwebs are the medicators that you use to bring false comfort to the lie. So let me say that again. Oh, the wow. spider is the agreement you've made to a lie, a big lie in your life. The cobwebs are the medicators that bring false comfort to the lie. So couple common medicators. We as the church, we love to deal with medicators. We love to help people solve the medicators, right? Um, alcohol, you drink too much. Um, pornography, your, you know, your false intimacy, right? Um, gossip, um, um, being bad with money, spending money, you know? So what, what we do a lot of times is we try to fix the cobwebs. Oh, how to stop five steps to stop spending so much money, five steps to a better marriage, five steps to stop um, looking at pornography, five steps to, and the truth is what I realized is that's what I've been doing is these five steps to cleaning the cobwebs as opposed to getting to what's beyond those, what's beyond the cobwebs. How do we get to that spider and finally break the agreement with that lie? Oh, and that's where freedom comes in. So Carlos, what does it take to identify a spider, to kill oh. a spider, to really do that kind of work? Yeah. So, so here's the thing on site, um, my, my time at, at this experiential therapy center really, uh, got me to, to my spider. Um, it got me to identify the spider, to locate my spider, to corner my spider. Um, but what I didn't realize is, and we'll talk about this later, but, um, I wasn't going to kill my spider there, um, because it, it, it was going to take something that therapy wasn't going to give me. And we'll get to that. But We've got to identify our spiders first. Uh, one, of, one, one, one of the easy ways to, to, to start getting there is I, I ask people to look at their New Year's resolutions. What, what, are, what are some things that you consistently every year, right? You're, you're like, this year I'm going to, this, this is the year, right? This, and we, a lot of times it's the same ones over and over. So we can begin even looking at those. So some people are like, this year I'm going to lose the weight. This year I'm going to lose the weight. Well, guess what? Losing the weight it's just the cobweb. Hmm. So how do we get past that? Now we have to look at the why. What, why do I have, what, why, why, why can I not lose the weight? Well, there's, there, there's something beneath that. There, there's a lie somewhere in there that you believe that you're not worthy of losing the weight, that you, you don't have enough discipline to, to get there. So that's an easy way to kind of start there. Obviously it's going to take a lot of digging and a, and a lot of work. Um, here's something that, that I help people through in the book. We have a hard time hearing God in, in our, in our culture, even in our prayer life. Growing up, I was taught to pray. I don't necessarily know if I was taught to hear God. And so I give people a lot of practical advice in the book on what does it look like to pray with the journal? What does it look like to be still and ask God to God, can, can you show me maybe a, a moment in my life where, or give me a memory 
or a song or a picture, and you start to journal these things out, God's actually speaking to us. And and he will get us to this point where we can corner our spider and get ready to kill him. When I was at onsite, we did a whole lot of exercises uh, that I'm I actually bring into the book and help people with some of these exercises that help people, again, identify it. That's step one. Um, Locate it. Okay, where is this spider in my life, right? So uh, in, in, our, in our homes, for instance, with spiders, um, when we're living in our home, we don't see a lot of spiders. But when you go on vacation and you come back home, well, that's when you mm-hmm. normally will find a cobweb in places that cobwebs normally aren't at, right? So under a lampshade, you reach up and it's like, oh, that, there's nothing worse, right, than feeling a cobweb. It's not like a nice, you don't clean it with like a, a napkin very slowly. No, you like immediately shake it and you, <laughs> you try to get rid of it so fast. Um, so it's important for us to locate where those cobwebs are. Uh, when we're living in our home, they're normally up in the corners where we don't pay attention to. So what are some of the corners in your lives that you may not be paying attention to, that there may be a spider kind of growing there? And then you got to corner the spider and that's where it gets a little bit more, let's get to the Let's get to the birthplace of this lie. Um, this, this, this point may take other people stepping into our journeys, other people helping us that maybe just Carlos and a book and you aren't going to be able to get to. So now you bring in people that love you. Hey, um, where are some places that you see me having this issue over and over in my life? And so now you can start to corner it. Um, and, then, and then obviously when it's time to take the sword and swing and chop its head off. So how do you kill the spider? How do you kill the spider? There it is. There's the, hopefully that's the reason people pick up the book, right? Um, you, you kill it through prayer. You, you kill it through prayer. Uh, you get there through therapy. Um, hopefully you'll get there through, through my book and not have to go to seven days of therapy. Therapy's great. I, I want everyone that is reading my book to go, but you, you kill it through prayer. And this is how you kill it. Um, you confess the lie. I mean, remember, the spider's the lie. Uh, now we've got to bring in Jesus and the Holy Spirit, right? You confess the lie, you reject the lie, and you replace the lie. So those are kind of my three steps uh, at the end of the book that I dive into some very specific prayers that we can use. Uh, what does it look like to confess the lie? We've got to say it out loud. Here, here, here's the truth of the matter. Um, we're not going to get into theology or anything on the podcast, but um, Jesus can hear our thoughts you know, when we pray silently. Um, the, the, the devil can't hear our thoughts. We actually have to say things out loud. And so um, when I've studied the word, I realized uh, we've got to say this stuff out loud. So I'm going to say this out loud. I'm going to confess the lie. Okay. What, what is the lie? Well, at the end of the day, my lie, okay, was that I felt like God had abandoned me. And there's, there's various places in my story where um, you'll see in the book, wow, Carlos thought God abandoned him there, there, there. It was a theme that ran through my life. So I had to get to the point where I confessed, this is a lie. Jesus Christ, you have not abandoned me. And now I'm going to reject the lie. I reject it by, again, the power of the cross and the resurrection. I reject that you've abandoned me. And now I replace that lie with the truth that you have been with me all along. One of the questions, the biggest questions um, that you have to ask yourself when it's time to kill the spider is, where was Jesus in that moment where you made this agreement? Where was Jesus in that moment? For a lot of us, we just never ask that question. And when you ask that question out loud, it's like, oh, he was actually right there. Like he was, he was right there the whole time. We just didn't see him. So that's how you kill it. You kill it through confessing, rejecting, and replacing. Uh, and in the book, we get pretty practical as to what that looks like. Carlos, I think that's so insightful and so powerful. A lot of times, um, I think our spiders can be things that 
don't always look ugly and scary yeah. and mean. I mean, how are there ways that sometimes God-given desires or good things in our lives can actually turn into a yeah. spider scenario? Great question. Uh, because what I don't want people to think again, when they pick up this book is if I don't have a big, hairy, ugly spider, that, that this book's not for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because if, if we're honest, there, there's some, we wouldn't say it maybe out loud, but we may think, oh, that's a worse spider than mine, right? So <laughs> I don't struggle with drunkenness. I don't struggle with pornography. I don't struggle with these big things. So what does it look like for maybe those of you that, that have a little um, a little better moral compass, right, than, than, than the rest of us. He, he, here's the thing. Uh, this is a great um, example of my wife and myself. My spiders tend to look a little hairier than my wife's do. And uh, in the book, I, I talk about some of my wife's spiders so that people that maybe don't deal with some of the hairier, uglier ones. I don't know why I keep calling spiders hairy, but if a spider's hairy... Yeah, you know that's a big, You know that's a ugly big, spider. ugly spider, yeah. right? Not a daddy long leg. And so here's a great example to answer your question. Um, my wife has a God-given desire. God has placed this gift inside of her of hospitality. She has become the one when anyone has a party, Heather, can you play in my party? Whenever we throw a party, everybody shows up. Everyone loves to come to the Whitter Crew house when it's time for a party because my wife can cook. She can be a hostess. She decorates and all the, and, and that is, that's a gift, right? That's not something that's bad. Now, watch. We were in a conversation maybe two years ago in the car, and I'll never forget it. And um, I said, hey, what?" because it became kind of a routine. Every Friday night, we'd have friends over. And uh, I was like, who's coming over this Friday? She's like, oh, we're not, I didn't invite anybody. And I was like, well, why? She goes, you know, I started thinking, I think that my desire to host is starting to turn ugly. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Watch this. My wife had turned and flipped the script on this God-given desire, and suddenly the lie became, she must do to be loved. If she doesn't host and throw these parties, suddenly there was a lie creeping up inside of her that said, if you don't do this, guess what? Nobody's going to want to call you. Nobody's going to come over. Nobody even cares about you. People just care about you because you're good at hosting these parties. Can you see how that small lie can begin to grow. And suddenly over years, she started to freak out because what if nobody, so you know what she did? She, for one month, she didn't throw a party. She actually didn't even reach out to friends. She just wanted to see, and she was scared to death who was going to reach out to her, who was going to, because the lie had grown so big inside of her. And so she had to, she had to crush it. Now this was before we come up with the language and the verbiage uh, of kill the spider, right? Um, but, but she did, and I watched her confess that lie, reject that lie, and replace it with the truth that she is loved by her friends. Um, and so, so, so that, that, that's how sometimes our God-given desires can turn into, you know, the, the enemy loves to come into the places that we, that we love and turn those and flip those workaholics, okay? Mm-hmm. That, to work is a great um, character trait. But we can see how that thing can get flipped, and suddenly we can start using that as a lie that we believe, that we've got to be successful at work in order to be loved by people. That's great. And I love that you turn this into family relationships and the language that you are giving us to be able to name it, call it out, and deal with it. What does this look like for you then in your parenting and with your kids? How can you even help them at a younger age begin 
to kind of get a head start on oh, where right. you were in life and, and identify, locate, and kill their own spiders. Yeah. You know, uh, as parents uh, and hosting this Parent Q podcast, you know, we, we're in this conversation a lot with parents. And um, as I've been writing the book, um, I'm, I'm, I wish I, I wrote a, a whole other parent, Kill a Spider for Kids because we can see clearly, once we establish this language, we can start to see the lies that our kids are beginning to agree with, right? Teenage girls. Um, it's so easy to see their cobwebs and, and the lies that are behind those cobwebs. And so we got to be careful. First of all, you know, we, every, every kid now has a phone with a selfie camera Mm -hmm. and we've got to be careful that they don't begin to agree to a lie that likes on Instagram suddenly define them. And if they don't get so many likes, then they must not be liked by whoever, and they can quickly come to an agreement with that. So that's something that I've got to be careful with my, my girls and my daughters um, that as, they, as they're going through teenage years to make sure that they're not making these agreements. Now, um, they don't have to be as, as, as big and massive as those. Um, here's a great example. Uh, when my son was a little bit younger and he was throwing fits every other day. Okay, so we're past every day. Now we're every other day. Um, when your child's in the middle of, of throwing a tantrum, they may be saying things that you know aren't true, but to them in the moment it is. So Losiah throws a fit. My son is Losiah, if you guys don't know, and um, say he's seven or eight years old. He's 11 now, but he would say things like, you don't love me. You don't love me anymore. Now, okay, he knows that's not true, but in the moment, I, I think he may believe that. Now, I know that's not true. As a parent, what I would normally do is wait for the fit to be over, he would calm down, look at him and go, now you know daddy loves you, right? Yeah, I know you love me. And that would be it. But here's the thing. As he was saying and declaring those things over his life, we've got to break those things. We've got to break those agreements before they slowly, unbeknownst to him, turn into these truths in his life, right? So what I would do when he would say those things is immediately, that not, not immediately, after the tantrum would calm down, whether it be the next morning or a few hours later, Hey, buddy, uh, you said that, that I don't love you. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're actually going to break that agreement um, that you just made. And so uh, this is what I want you to pray with me. Dear Jesus, I know that my daddy loves me. I, I confess that that was a lie, and I replace it with the truth that he loves me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, that's so simple, but that is so necessary for us to make sure that our kids are not, the enemy is going to come in and try to sneak things into them that aren't making these agreements. Um, and as parents, it's, we have so much responsibility to make sure we step in and help our kids break them, you know, help our that, kids kill their spiders. That's such a powerful story. I love this concept of just listening, mm-hmm. um, being ears even for your children to listen Absolutely. to where they're making those agreements and yeah. where they may be declaring a lie that yeah. could seep into their life and helping them identify it, saying, no, that that's not true about you yeah. and calling attention to it. There's something about what we say out loud mm-hmm. that really has an impact it on does. our thinking um, and our thinking for both now and into the future. Yeah. I'm so excited that this book is coming available, Carlos. I cannot wait uh, for all of oh, our listeners and so many other people to get a hold of this idea yeah. to dive in. I'm personalizing it in my own life right now, both awesome. for me um, as a parent, as mm. a mom, what are the lies that I'm buying into yeah. um, in my own life as I I look around at other parents as right? I compare, oh. you know, myself to other parents and, and, you know, <laughs> go into all of my own personal therapy issues, but I could, I could personalize this for me yeah. as well as 
how I personalize this in the lives of my children. So yeah. thank you for getting this You're idea welcome. on paper. Yeah. And um, so our listeners can go right yeah. now and pre-order because it's available now for pre-order. Yep. It's yep. called Kill the Spider. Kill the Spider. It's by Carlos. Carlos Enrique Whitaker. I didn't put the rest of the names on there. So if you, so if you, you just... can't search for a cowboy. No, you can't search for cowboy. Um, but in, in the show notes today, that we'll, we'll have a link to it. Um, if you guys just go to killthespider.com, really not complicated. You go there, you can order it. Amazon, Barnes & Noble's, Borders isn't a place anymore, right? Oh, I think they, that's they sad. shut those down. I know, it's so sad, right? <laughs> oh, sad. so sad for all you book lovers. But uh, anywhere books are sold, you, you can. And, and again, it's, uh, it's going to be available, uh, if you're listening to this podcast right when it comes out, Next week, October third is the release date. Um, so get the word out. Get, yeah, because it's going to be out. book launch week. It Share, is. give yes. this to friends. Talk about it. Help us spread the word so that more people can figure out what it really looks like in our world to identify and kill yes. the spider. Kill the spider. Thank you so much for letting me share this. Um, I think it's going to be I, again I, my last book, Moment Maker. I was super proud of this one. I really think it's going to help people, and I get really vulnerable in the book. And so, if you're looking for a little bit of authenticity. Um, but if you're looking to kind of get past some of these sin issues that you just can't seem to get past, um, this book is for you. So yes, in the show notes today, you guys, there's a link uh, that you guys can pre-order the book right then and right there. Uh, where the show notes are located, if you guys go to www, not quite sure why I put that in there, but uh, theparentq.org slash killthespider. That's theparentq.org slash killthespider. It'll give you a link where you can pre-order at all the places, Barnes and Nobles, Borders, Fox Books, You've Got Mail, <laughs> Shop Around the Corner, wherever, wherever, wherever it is. Wherever books are sold. <laughs> yes, wherever it yes, is. Yes, and on top of that, Carlos, you have given us some resources to help us really apply this as yes, parents. And yes. so there are free printables yep. that will help you begin to implement killing spiders yes. in the lives of your children. Absolutely. That's in the show notes as well. And also some downloadables that will help you share and get the word yes. out about this resource. Yes. Uh, because we know how excited we all are about getting the word out for everyone to hear about Thank this you. book and this resource and, and more about your story. So if you get those, uh, we would encourage you to post that on your Instagram or your yeah. Facebook or tell your friends about it. Um, help us spread the word. Absolutely. All of that. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things I'm excited about specifically with the printables is is we're going to give a prayer for you guys that, again, if you, if you have a hard time trying to find the words to pray over your kids as you're trying to help them kill the spiders, like a specific prayer that you guys can pray. Uh, that's one of the printables as well as a coloring image of Kristen killing a spider. So, which, no, I'm just kidding, but that's not going to be on there. <laughs> I need to check out what's in the show notes for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, for following along the Parent Q Live. We will see you again next week. <laughs>